Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. All right, y'all, we are picking up with where we dropped off last week on this conversation with Unitha Muhammad surrounding the concept of resiliency, bouncing back, um, overcoming what it looks like to face these situations and some of the tools that we can utilize um, if we're transparent with this concept in our lives and we uh, choose to, to, to dive in and, and get some of the help we need through other people's stories. So if you missed last week, please go back and watch part one of the bounce back and then come on in this week and tune in and uh, wrap it up with our dope guest, Unitha Muhammad. We're still there. <laughs> but this is what I love about Grey's Anatomy is that show, I feel like, always has a spiritual message in it. I feel yes. like it's always, mm-hmm. like, I just love the way that they, yeah. they piece that together. So I was watching it last week, and um, there was basically, so they're in the hospital. So one of the characters, her name uh, Joe, she's uh-huh. going through a very hard time emotionally. She found out some traumatic news about okay. her birth mother. So she, okay. you know, she knew that she was giving up for adoption. She didn't know why. She's like, how mm-hmm. bad it could it be? I've lived a very horrible life. Mm-hmm. I can go back and I can go see, yeah. you know, see who my mom is. And it, you can't, it can't be any worse than this. She already gave me up for adoption. So she, I've already lived life without her. Right. Yeah. So she was like, either she's going to be, you know, embracing of me and accept me or she's not, but it can't get any worse than this. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like it can't get worse. Yeah. And we, we determine that in our mind and then it gets worse. Yes. And then what do we do when it gets worse? Mm-hmm. So she goes, she figures out, finds out who her mom is, only to find out that her mother was not only raped, so she's a product of rape. Yes. So it wasn't even, she, so she's, her, she's her mother's product of rape. Yeah. And not only that, her mother wants nothing to do with her because she looks like her father. Wow. So she is just, so she comes back after finding her mother, she is distraught. She's like in this, she's sunk emotionally. Mm-hmm. And her, you know, her husband, no one can really like get through to her. But it's interesting to me, so you, you see this scene where she's in a hospital, She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. When she's like interfacing with another doctor, the other doctor doesn't know what's wrong with her, but he yeah. can, you can tell all over her like something's up. Yeah. Meantime, they're in the middle of um, waiting for some people to come in because it was a horrible crash that happened. Okay. So they're positioning themselves to take in mm-hmm. this like you know influx of patients. Yeah. But where the horrible crash took place is very foggy. Is very bad, which is why the crash took place and the car crash yeah. took place in the. First place. In the first place. However, where they are in the hospital, which is less than, I think he said either six miles or 60 miles, I don't remember, east Mm -hmm. of where the car crash took place, where it's rainy, it's foggy, it's dangerous, it's bad, it's dark, it's gloomy. At the physical hospital, it's sunny. Yes. It's it's a very close proximity. There's a very Mm -hmm. close distance Mm -hmm. between where that fog is Mm -hmm. and where the sun is. Mm -hmm. But the people in the fog don't know that they just know that they're in the middle of a very foggy situation Mm -hmm. it makes me think of what you said about the light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't know how close we are Mm -hmm. to the brightness right Mm -hmm. so he says to her he uses that moment as kind of like a teachable moment he looks at her and he says i don't know what you're going through yeah but i can tell you going through basically Mm -hmm. he says he said listen about six miles from here six miles or 60 it doesn't matter about six miles from here there's a car crash it's really foggy. People are in the middle of a very difficult, horrible situation. But all they have to do is get six miles east. Mm. And there is the sun. Yes. And he said, all you got to do to her, 
He said to her, I don't know what you're going through, but mm. all you got to do is mm. get six miles east. Mm. And I think that's the reality of what mm. resiliency and healing looks like for us. Mm-hmm. They don't know it's going to take six miles. They don't know if it's going to take six miles, it's going to take 10 miles, it's going to yes. take 15 miles, it's going to take 100 miles to get to the sun. But the reality is it's already there. It's yep. already positioned. Mm-hmm. But you'll never experience it if you don't leave from the fog to get to where you need to get to to get the help to get the sun. And I think that's the reality of a lot of our lives. And even like you said, gratitude mm-hmm. helps you to see that even though it's it's bad right now, yeah. if I keep finding something to be grateful for, it gives me the strength to keep going. Mm-hmm. And if I keep going about read. six mm-hmm. miles east of here... Yeah. Yes. There's some sun. Yes. But you don't know that until you take the journey. Yep. So you mentioned prayer being one of the tools mm-hmm. that helps you to get up and after you've been bounced back. What are some other tools that help you? I think you? the tool of honesty mm-hmm. because I think, like I said, in the, in those dark places, we got to be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to be honest with God. Yeah. I think another tool is community. I think we have to reach yes. out to those Big around us yeah. um, and not isolate. I can be an isolator. Mm-hmm, so for, for me to allow people in and to... Um, uh, uh, reach out to someone is very mm-hmm. important. So mm-hmm. I had key people mm-hmm. that um, I would reach out to purposefully and huh. say, I need you today. Uh-huh. You know, I need your prayers. Mm-hmm. I need to talk through where I am yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so I had people that I um, had in that. And then I, ne- I think, um, like you said, gratitude is another one. And then I think... Um, Good old courage. Yeah, you Ain't gotta have like courage. courage. You know, you wear. She's wearing her courage come hat on, and her necklace today. My necklace is but all this because really, I need it. Yeah, I need it. We all need I'm it. Struggling and to have it right now. When so you're I in a dark place, you have to have the courage. Yeah. To look at yourself, you have to have the courage to look at God in a new way. You have mm. to have the courage to look at some people in your life and re uh, reevaluate what's going on, yeah. who's needed and yeah. who's not needed, yeah. what's serving you, what's not serving yeah. you. Um, and then the courage to take that next step in the dark, yeah. not knowing that six miles down is Come the on. light. Come so on. every step gets it's you closer to the that. light. Yeah. And it's the, but it's a courageous yeah. step, like you said. Yeah. So you have to have the courage to keep moving yeah. forward even if you're in the dark trying to feel your way and you don't know what direction the light is but keep moving yeah. just yeah. keep moving yeah. because you're gonna hit that space yeah. of that light yeah and i tell you when you get there you don't sometimes you're not even aware of at first that you're in the light mm. Because when you're practicing gratitude, mm-hmm. when you're practicing, I see myself um, in a house. Like yeah. we would visualize, we yeah. like we see ourselves do in visualization a house. activities. We, oh I yeah, like we would that. do that. We would do visualizations. Yeah. It helps you know uh-huh. that. It we won't would do it with be like um, each other, ourselves, yeah. and with the kids. Yeah. We see ourselves in our house. Yeah. We see ourselves doing yeah. this. We see ourselves doing that. And yeah. that was what we practiced. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we were there. And the miraculous journey for even how we got our house now, um, out of the city, mm. everything was so divine mm-hmm. that we could not take any credit and we knew that it was the hand of God moving us. Mm. But the thing is when you're in the light, mm-hmm. when you bounce back, 
enjoy the light, mm-hmm. taking the rays of the light, mm-hmm. taking the moments mm-hmm. of the light. Say, Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you yeah. that I'm out of the darkness. I thank you that you gave me the courage and the tenacity and the boldness to keep going mm-hmm. when I wanted to stop, when mm-hmm. I wanted to quit, mm-hmm. that I kept moving. I kept moving. And now I'm here. Yeah. And oh. You know how what I, sweet it oof, is. It's beautiful. How sweet it yeah, is to yeah. be in the ray yeah. and in the light of God's love, yeah. of God's provision, yeah. of God's healing, yeah. of God's, uh, you know, deliverance. Yeah. You said keep moving. And what I love about that is, I mean, I don't know if snails existed back then, but the imagery um, really impacted me. And I had a friend said to me, Liana, even snails and turtles had to make it onto the ark. How about that? And you think about Noah's ark and how they came two by two and there was animals of every breed. It doesn't matter how fast the eagle flown or flew mm-hmm. into the ark, right? Mm-hmm. Or the lion or the cheetah ran their way in and they moved it. The ark couldn't leave until they got there. Until the snails yep. and the turtles got there. Yep. And sometimes we are judging our path based on somebody else's. I remember one time, Unitha, I was listening to a friend. I overheard him talking to someone else, and he was talking about how he was about to do the LA Marathon. And I think they were just discussing, like, you know, what's your 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 you know mm-hmm. what's your goal, you know, to finish in or just. And I remember him say something that really stuck with me, and it's just kind of a theme of my life that whenever I get off, I I, I try to allow this to reel me mm-hmm. back in. And that was run your race, run your pace. Yes, that's good. And it can be hard to do that in this culture when we're, especially when we're down, especially when we're down and we're going through. And you know, talk about that. Talk about what the things we allow to influence um, us getting off off um, track with our our race, our pace. I think comparing ourselves to others. My husband uh, Omar says, uh, Pastor Omar. He says. Um, you know, whenever you compare yourself, someone always loses, mm-hmm. you know, and he says you always lose mm-hmm. because you're looking at yourself in comparison and there's always going to be someone that's doing something better mm-hmm. or different mm-hmm. than you. And mm-hmm. so comparison doesn't help. So I would say comparing yourself to other people will get you off your race. And this this age of social media don't make yes, it easier, it doesn't. Right? You got to turn it off. You have to be mindful of what you look at. You have to be mindful of what you listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, negative influences mm-hmm. can throw you off mm-hmm. your race. Because mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm going to run this marathon mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do it. And then you have somebody like, girl, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you should really run that marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, remember last time you mm-hmm. tried that? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, are you really in shape for that? Yeah. You know, anything yeah. that People, when they claim they're giving you um, good advice, good mm-hmm. advice, but they're really putting you down or, yeah. or just bringing negative vibes to something that they don't know how it took you to even talk yourself into that. To, to say you're going to do it. To say yeah. you even do it. So so you got to be careful of that. And then I think another thing is, um, is um, sometimes if we look, if we are looking back too much mm. um, when you're running your race you're moving forward mm-hmm. you're looking at the goal but sometimes if we're looking back you know I think looking back we should look back for a quick glance and say oh thank you Lord for how I got over yeah but when we keep our focus on the past yeah. and keep our po- focus on things that happened yesterday and the day before we got to learn to shake that stuff we off trip up. and we trip up because we're focused on something that has you know like you hear mm-hmm. pe- preachers say you can't 
you can't drive your car looking through the rearview mirror. Yeah. You're, you're bound to get into an accident. Yeah. So it's okay for a quick review, a yeah. quick look back, yeah. uh, but don't get off. If you yeah. know the run, runners, they're not looking back to see who's behind yeah. them yeah. and who's on side. They're focused. Yeah. So you have to stay focused on the yeah. goal. Yeah. If your goal is to get out of that pit, yeah. then focus on getting Whatever out the of the pit. pit. Is, right? Whatever like the pit been, is. It, if it's finance, let's do yeah, this example, finances. Yeah. If you know, like for me, what, what my husband and I did, it wasn't just, oh, Father God, please make our finances right. Yeah. No, we went to financial peace yep. classes. We uh, we There were things we had to cut out. Mm-hmm. There were things we had to add on to mm-hmm. our budget. We, we learned how to be wise stewards of our money. Mm-hmm. We learned how to stretch a dollar. We learned how to say no. There mm-hmm. were a lot of things we wanted to go to, but we didn't need to go right. to. If you're trying to get a house, you can't be going traveling. You right. can't be going to the place. Right. You can't be going this. So it's knowing, putting first things first yeah. and learning that this is my opinion. You play a part in your comeback. Mm-hmm. Your comeback is not mystical. Yeah, your yeah, comeback yeah. is just, not. It's not going to happen to you. It's not just going to happen and God is going to put you yeah. in your new place. Yeah. That's what some people believe. No. If I pray you, hard enough, God will just yeah, shift it. No. You're going to pray and God's going to shift you, you so mm-hmm. that you can move to the place that he wants you to move to. And he to. is orchestrating a fair and events. Yes. But if you don't have the, um, mm-hmm. if you don't decide to get up and move forward, yes. no matter what events and stuff that God's orchestrating, you ain't going to get there. You're not going to get there. You're, you're going to be, gonna be still over there in the, in the pit licking your wounds going, woe is me and yeah. blaming mama, daddy, yeah. sister, brother, cousin. Yeah. You blaming everybody. Yeah. And sitting in that pit, and you haven't moved forward to the destination that God has yeah. for you. So there is a set place for us, but we play a part in it. Get and in we there. have to be focused in getting there. We have to be determined to get there. And we have to get there by faith. Mm-hmm. And that by faith doesn't mean kooky, mooky, spooky. Yeah. It means by faith knowing God got me. Well, the Bible he says has we my back. Walk by faith. By faith. There Walking you go. Walking is a movement. It's a movement. It's, it's not a standing still. It requires momentum. You know what I tell people when you say you wait? on God, use that as a as an action word, right. waiting. Right. Waiting right. is not I'm still and doing nothing. Waiting is I'm waiting to hear the next instruction of the thing that I have to do right. that is going to put the next piece in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting on God for my next instruction. Mm-hmm. But until I get that I'm instruction, I'm going to do yeah. the last thing God told me to do Come because on. I do not sit in a stagnant place because things yeah. stagnant yeah. die. Yeah. They rot. They yeah. get ugh. Preach. But if I keep moving... <laughs> Come on. I'm I'm gonna meet that destination that promise, and I'm gonna have that comeback. That's the comeback because when I'm in the dark place, everybody think you dead. You're well, dead and out. You're done. The comeback is not just where you're getting to. Mm-hmm. It's the process. Mm-hmm. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. It's the momentum. It's the movement in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think we think sometimes that that bounce back means now that I get back of where I'm going, mm-hmm. right? But everything associated with the journey of getting from down is your bounce back. It sure is. And I think I like that you use the money part as an example because I think it's a great example that there is a part in looking back that is necessary Mm -hmm. and then but not for too long, right? Yeah. I'll use myself as an example, right? So when we're talking about getting let's say out of debt or out of like bad financial circumstances or whatever the only thing you need to look back for is to examine patterns. Yes. 
That's it. Because I think some people are like, don't look back. No, sometimes we need no. money or not. Sometimes we need to mm-hmm. look back and evaluate what are some of the patterns yep. in my life that if I continue mm-hmm. those patterns, yep. I will get back in this place or even a worse place. Those can exactly. be relational patterns. Exactly. Those can be financial patterns. Yes. Those can be thought process patterns. Yes. There's so many patterns that continue to lead us to certain places that if we don't evaluate those patterns, we're just going to keep getting back there, right? But mm-hmm. that's it. You're only examining yes. the past for patterns. Exactly. You're not examining the past to do things like I do. How did I get here? Yeah. You know, or, or I mean, for pattern, but to, to, to judge yourself, yes. to beat up on yourself, mm-hmm. to say, oh my gosh, if I never did that, I would be 10 years ahead of the game. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point because you, you're point, where you are You're where now. you are. You're not in yeah. the, if I had not done that. Yes. You're in the, I'm here now. What, am I what are the do? patterns mm-hmm. that have hindered me? Mm-hmm. And therefore, I get to realize those so that I can figure out new patterns and create new systems Mm -hmm. to move forward. Well, and that's a very good point, Liana, because that's exactly what my family did. Mm -hmm. We had to create new ways of living Mm -hmm. because the way we were living before didn't work for us Mm -hmm. with the financial changes that happened in our lives. When you go from a husband that was making six figures to where he's making Mm -hmm. $30,000, $40,000 a year, that's Mm -hmm. a big drop. And I was an at-home mom. So it was was a big drop that Mm -hmm. we had to make adjustments Mm -hmm. and you had Mm -hmm. to learn. And I love the way you said that you have to look back but one of the things I was thinking when you were talking is when I'm also when I'm in that dark place when we're in that valley experience it's also a time that we understand what our triggers are Mm. and what are things because just to go on that story with finances I had to look at when did I spend and mm-hmm. how did I spend? What was I going and sometimes through? I'm going through. So was I an emotional spender? Mm-hmm. So if I felt depressed, did I think mm-hmm. I need to now go out and buy that new dress? Mm-hmm. If um, I am, am an emotional eater, mm-hmm. so then when I get depressed, I'm going out buying hundreds of dollars worth of food because mm-hmm. I'm now eating. Mm-hmm. What are the things that caused you to overspend? Yeah. So if it is relational, what are the things that keeps me in the place where I can't hold a relationship? Mm-hmm. What are the things? So I need to look at mm-hmm. what are my triggers? Mm-hmm. What are my things that leads? Because it's not what got us there wasn't the money. Mm-hmm. What got us there were the decisions the and the choices yeah. and the behaviors that we had in our lives mm-hmm. that led us to mm-hmm. that. And that's what we have to look at for every area of our life. That's it's good. not that thing. Yeah. It's what's going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important in our valley experiences to be healed. Mm. Healing mm. is a big component. So let's transition really quickly into talk about that. So resilience is like getting back up, right? Mm-hmm. Like the bounce back. The, yes. But what would you say the difference was between healing and resiliency? Well, healing is is taking the covers off. Mm-hmm. Healing is looking at yourself and looking at the core issues and saying, okay, Lord, um, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. It's I call most people will not go to the place of healing until they get sick and tired of being sick Sick and and tired of themselves. Because I remember just a story. I remember I was just like, why can't I be successful in relationships? This is when I was in my 20s. And I was like, what is going on? And I got sick and tired of running into the same kind of knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. And I said, and the 
the clear, <laughs> the, the continual thing that's always present is me. The common denominator. The common denominator. Yes. Thank you. I was looking for that word. The common den denominator was me. So I had to look at myself and I had to look at how was I showing up in my relationships. Mm -hmm. I was spoiled and bratty and entitled and felt like this and did that and thought I was, okay, that's not going to work for a long lasting relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's try some reciprocity. Mm -hmm. Let's try some generosity. Let's mm -hmm. try some grace. Mm -hmm. Let's try some. It was a lot of things that I had to learn about myself yeah. in the midst of that. So that's the thing about healing. Healing is the place where, again, we take the focus off everybody else and we say, Lord, it's me in the need of prayer. And then being courageous enough to get your help, to get the help and to look at it yeah and know hold it hold it examine it examine evaluate it evaluate yourself but you know what and the darkness and the light work together yeah so the things that are not so great about us it's okay mm -hmm. and the things that are great about me it's okay mm -hmm. and so that we don't have to feel at war within ourselves mm -hmm. but we have to be at peace with ourselves and learn how to make all of those parts of ourselves work for us. Mm -hmm. So that same energy where it says, um, I procrastinate. Let me change that. I am cautious at times because that caution is telling me something. Mm. What do I need to see why I'm not moving forward on this, this particular area. thing yeah. or in this area? Let me look yeah. at that. It's the way, it's the perspective and the language that we put behind things. Yeah. It's going to change how we look at it mm -hmm. and how we react from it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I learned in that place. And then you get to set yourself up to be successful. And so you're you setting ask the question, yourself up. What type of environment, what type mm -hmm. of life do I need to live? Yes. Whatever, so that I can be successful instead of putting so much pressure on yourself. To, yes. I, do, I think change is inevitable and yes. natural part of life yes, is it necessary is. for maturity and growth. Yes. But I think some things in life, maybe you don't need to change. Yes. You need to just say, okay, but if I want to be successful, then maybe I need to create a different, first of all, definition of success yes. for myself. And then, for example, I have a line sister who we are very different. I'm a time-oriented uh -huh. person. She is not. Yes. She's a task-oriented. She's like, yes. it don't matter if I do this at 10 a.m. or if I do it at 2 p.m. or okay. 10 p.m. My thing is these five things need to get done today. Mm-hmm. And if these five things got done today, it was a successful day. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that, I it, it actually is working better for me. But I'm also mm -hmm. it helps me to learn her to know that Leanna, okay, like if you want, you stop expecting her to change in certain ways and just accept, okay, like build. If you are a time oriented person, build all your other. If you need to have a meeting with her, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. Tell her she got between 4 and 7 p.m. Yes. To pick a time, you know, yes. instead of being like you 4 o'clock, you know, because that's not the reality. Yep. So then the thing is, like, on this day, I can say, okay, before 4 o'clock, I'm getting all this done. Yep. After 7 o'clock, I'm getting this done. I'm leaving this window of time yes. open yes. for the variance of her being able to show up as herself mm -hmm. within this time because I still see the value of who she is mm -hmm. and how she shows up in the world. I think she's an amazing human being. But if I confine her mm -hmm. to my structure instead of me saying, I know I like you know order mm -hmm. in these ways I like order in these ways mm -hmm. set everything else based on those things mm -hmm. and then decide that go into this week knowing that on this particular day mm -hmm. there may be, may be some flexibility between 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. and 7 p.m. When you're going to have your meeting with her. You're going to have exactly. your interview. So it keeps me from being frustrated. Yep. And it also helps me not to dictate that she shows up differently than how she best 
you know, shows up in the world and functions. Mm-hmm. And I think if we do that more with ourselves, to your yes. point, see what are we good at, what are we not so good at, and redefine that to like, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. Unless those things we are not good at are detrimental to our well-being. Yes, if they're leading us more into dark places, yes. if they're leading us more into depression, if they're leading us more into uh, uh, self-sabotaging, because there are areas and in, in things in us that can sabotage our success. Absolutely. Um, and, we, and that's part of the things that have to be healed so if we want a different outcome if we want a different outcome yeah. some people don't because you know why because people hold uh tragedy uh victimization as a blanket oh, and they oh yeah, cover yeah, yeah. that's it their and narrative and it serves them and that's yeah. their narrative and, and if they, this wasn't show if this up is in not world, here who then, am i who am i because i can only be the victim yeah. and everybody's against me yeah so for them that's how they show up because that's how they choose to show up it's not because they don't have another choice it's not because other options have not been laid before them is that they have chosen that I want this way more than I want that way. Because that way I don't get the payoff. I don't yeah. get the attention. Yeah. I don't get the whatever yep. that I'm used to getting. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes that. But I think I love what you said because that is a major uh, thing that shifted my marriage and shifted mm. uh, how I think everyone in my family, even my children, related to each other. Mm-hmm. Because in that dark place of the valley, we learn that tool right there on how to respect each other mm-hmm. and how to respect how everybody shows up. Mm-hmm. So in my family, my children, we allow them to speak their what they believe, what they think mm-hmm. clearly and articulated to us. Mm-hmm. And we don't ah, yeah, suppress, beat them down yeah. or you can't think that. You can't yeah. blah, blah, blah. We let them speak and say what they want to say yeah. you know, f- for freedom of expression. Yeah. Number one, because they need to learn how to express themselves in the yeah. world. They got to yeah. learn how to articulate what they think and what they see. But it also shows that we have a respect for them yeah. and their personhood yeah. that just because they came from us doesn't mean that they are us. Yeah. And so they're going to show up their way. Their journey is their journey. And so it changed in that valley. I learned to the things that used to just so get on my nerves about my husband. I learned to respect and I learned to honor and mm-hmm. I learned to make room for it because mm-hmm. I learned to say that's the way he the is. The value of teaching that's patience. That's the way it yeah. is. That's the way the kids are. This is yeah. the way they flow. This is the way they show up. This is the way they do. So that now mm-hmm. I don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Uh, now I don't do, you know, I don't have that kind of, you know, tit for tat. Yeah, tit for tat. And I don't, I'm not one of those wives that, where my husband at? Where he at? 10 yeah. minutes ago, he didn't call me in 10 years. Yeah. Well, I never have been, but really after that, because he's responsible for his journey. Yeah. And the choices he makes, that's yeah. on him. Yeah. It's not on me. Yeah. All of us are faced with choices and things that we have to make through the course of yeah. our day. And my walk and my journey is my responsibility. Yeah. So when you come out of that, really what I think is the number one bounce back is that you come out of those situations better. Mm-hmm. You come out lighter. Mm-hmm. And when I say lighter, not lighter. I mean lighter that weights and things and thought processes and uh, habits and behaviors that were just weighing you down mm-hmm. you are no you no longer have them you're free mm-hmm. you're free from the bounds and the number one bound that a uh, bind that I had was caring what people thought about me mm-hmm. I'm not gonna and that's say something I you struggle with prior to the valley yes prior right. to the valley yeah but 
after the valley, I don't care yeah. as much. Yeah. There are some things yes. because I'm a minister, yeah. so you got to care. Yeah. But there are certain things I just don't care because yeah. I'm going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to show up yeah. fully who I am. Yeah. Like one thing I used to do is I would shrink myself down. Yeah. Um, Shannon Tanner, you know her too. She yeah. did this whole teaching which changed my life years ago with how sometimes we can play too small mm-hmm. or we can play too big mm-hmm. because the other people in the room. Oh, they're and so, yeah. and, and I learned that I was playing too small to make other people feel comfortable and I was shrinking my greatness. And I said, I'm not going to shrink my greatness no more. If I'm great at this, I'm great at this. If I'm confident, I'm not going to act like I'm not confident so that this girl over here who has low self-esteem is not feel intimidated by it. Because hopefully, I am hope that my confidence will rub off on her and inspires her to be confident. To know that you can show up in the room fully who you are and you don't have to apologize for it and you don't have to make excuses for it and you can just be you. So that's what the comeback is. The comeback, most of it, most of all, you're coming back to who God created you to be in the, in the first, place. first place. You're you're you coming back, that and you're, yes, you, you are that being thing who God authentically <laughs> chose you to be. You're being that authentic yeah. you, yeah. authentically you, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great because that's the comeback. Yeah, but it's not even. Let's even change that. It's not even a comeback. It's a showing up. Come on. It's a showing up fully present and who God has called you to be in the moment. Because in any moment, Liana, it can change. It can shift. Any, it can shift and it can change who God wants you to show up as. When I look at you, you're a multi-gifted, multi-talented one. Mm-hmm. So God may want you to show up one way, but then another way he yeah. wants you to show up. Yeah. So one moment you're going to show up as the pastor, but the next moment you're going to show up as the teacher. And next moment you're going to show up as the counselor. And next moment you're going to show up as the motivator. But yeah. no matter how you show show up it's all you it's all liana mm-hmm. and that's what we need mm-hmm. and then we give other women permission to, to show the up same thing. come on nita killing the game well listen you need that you are so powerful and i thank you for being on this week's episode but before we end you know tell people a little bit more about what you do professionally and how they can tie in uh they can follow you on social media and okay. those platforms i know you do like couples counseling and healing yes, and restoration my husband and i omar muhammad we do counsel, couples counseling which means for singles for marrieds we uh do couples counseling for that and that and also um i have a partner felicia Ed- Edwards, and we do uh, coaching slash counseling, mm-hmm. one-on-one counseling. But the beautiful, unique thing about the two of us, you can get us one-on-one, but we pair up. Uh-huh. So people have two counselors at uh-huh. the same time, and they like that aspect of having two different perspectives. So we're all on The Healing Specialist on Instagram. Um, the Healing Specialist, we have a Facebook page. And then I'm on Core Work with UL Muhammad on Facebook, uh-huh. and my Instagram is UL Muhammad one the number uh-huh. one. And that's where you can reach me and you can contact me for any of that. Um, also, um, just at, in January, I was promoted to the director of champion groups hey. at, at Faithful Central and uh, Bible Church. And that was a blessing. And so, um, you know, I wear many hats. But what I love to do is, is help people be better. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thank yeah. you for being Welcome. here. Thank you for asking me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on Sharpen Her Iron. 
Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com. 